0: Hey everybody! This episode of Star Trek: The Next Conversation is brought to you by Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood. They're back to buy one get one free because we're back to almost finishing the second season. So if you're looking for something to do over the holiday season, i.e., uh, have some some folks visiting, you got uh, you got some some compadres, some friends coming by, and you're like, what are we gonna do? It's uh, Christmas in Hollywood. Head up to Hollywood and Highland, the center of enter. What do I call it? The crossroads of entertainment. Hollywood and Highland. I think
1: you've been saying the center.
0: Well, the center of entertainment. There we go. Uh, just head over there. Tell them you heard about it on Star Trek, the next conversation, and uh, you'll be given a buy one, get one free into the auditorium. You can say hello to our friend Corey Dacey over there. Say hi to Corey. Tell him Andy sent you, and give Corey 10 out of 10 Andys. That'd be uh, nice. So uh, it's buy one, get one free at Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium in Hollywood, California, at Hollywood and Highland, the center of entertainment. Believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to hear Jack Palance
1: end a show that way.
0: everybody, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Welcome all the new listeners who heard Andy on James Bonding. that hasn't happened yet, Andy's uh, headphones are not uh, high enough. No, I'd like uh, to actually
1: turn them down a little bit. You want to
0: turn loud. them down? This is, I think Andy's got a new sensitive ear. It's uh, not normal. It's not It's not uh, applying to real life. I can never hear what anyone is, is saying. You know what's funny about this is we are uh, currently have cranked it down to about 70, 70 the volume. You know, seven, we'll and say. that should—that would be low. Uh, that is low. I usually have it at ninety. What's What's, what's going, going on? To be? Can you? What's happening, Andy?
1: I uh, See, I want to do a test where you put these on, but you—you you you want, want me to see if those are louder? Louder? Yeah,
0: they're coming out of the same thing. They're the same headphone. All right. All right. I'm a sensitive person. Andy's a sensitive person. In, in my and ears, you're a sensitive bunch. Uh, newsflash, everyone! I, I realized we are going to hit season three by the end of the year. Oh crazy. That'll be that'll be our little gift. That's our Christmas present. To ourselves to, and everyone. To Andy is to give him the uniforms we all know and love, give him the uh I feel like we should have a guest before the 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 good episodes start coming. Quite possibly. Pick it'll, someone it'll for never a terrible happen. episode. Andy, there are terrible episodes in every season. All right. They're not home run they're not putting out twenty six home runs a year. No. what would you say their average
1: is once you get into season three
0: season three probably has like half of them are really good the other half of all over the place i'm not going to acknowledge what andy just did i just spilled coffee all over my pants (laughs) (laughs) um well we're we're back i'm better than ever um so oh that was loud i'm sorry uh what was I going to say if Charlie Rose goes down, I would like to be the next Charlie Rose, just doing stuff like spilling
1: coffee on my pants during the interviews uh
0: Charlie Rose has gone down is he down already? You're, you're welcome to be the next Charlie Rose. Okay. congratulations, Andy. Oh boy, <laughs> that was easy um I feel like I have the level of focus that Charlie Rose did anyway in an interview we're about to uh we're about to dive into the emissary, uh but first, we're gonna hear from you, the listener. We sure. Oh no! Wait, Admiral's oh, Club is first. Admiral's first. Club first. Well, it's still here. to 5 review and join the Admiral's Club. Matt, how do they get into the Admiral's Club? Well, Andy, it's very simple. All you have to do is uh, attend Starfleet Academy, sure. and then you uh, work very hard on, on ships. I mean, you're going to have to be an ops. You're going to have to be a crewman. It's it's a, and you work your way up. Finally, you get to command. Then you get your own ship. Then you prove yourself worthy of uh, an admiral rank, and uh, you'll be in the Admirals Club, or leave a five-star review on iTunes for this podcast. iTunes. Here's one
1: from Kyle V, ABE2010. Um, he says, Most fun you'll have watching? So much bad, TNG. You loved or hated him on Nerdist, <laughs> and That's... you never heard of the other guy. <laughs> uh, but Matt and Andy are a joy to... It doesn't say.
2: Oh,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> that seems appropriate. Uh, but the end of it is not afraid to call out and make fun of the terrible episodes or make fun of themselves. Matt and Andy deliver laughs every week. My favorite Star Trek podcast. Oh, Here's another one from the awesome person with the E missing on awesome or the second D. E. Five pips. The podcasting wow, that's equivalent. <laughs> this is funny. The podcasting equivalent of Kaczynski and Barkley. Give the finest Star Trek podcast in the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> Thank you.
0: We are the podcasting. <laughs> I guess I must
1: be Berkeley in that pair. Um, from the, We have an entry in the United Federation of Planets President Circle. Oh, wow. Um, today we inaugurate Lauren, who sa- gives us $20 uh, to sttncpod at gmail.com, which is also where you can write us uh, through PayPal. In the spirit of Giving Tuesday, I am oh, sending... Very nice. Uh, A donation uh, to my favorite podcast characters, Matt and Andy. Keep up the good work, guys. Don't worry. I'll keep sending you inane emails as the mood strikes me, Lauren. (laughs) We like inane emails. Where would you say that that 20 is going to, Matt? At this point, coffee. Coffee. (laughs) To keep us up for the podcast. A um, Captain Janeway style coffee. Mm. Black. That's how I take it. Uh, and those uh, are our
0: Admirals Club. Thank entrance. you, everyone.
3: And that was the Admirals Club.
0: Andy, so far, I'm enjoying your brevity. Let's see how we do on the hails.
1: Oh, you said it at the same time. That was eerie. Um, hi, Matt and Andy. Captain Picard's interaction with Loaxana Troy as, <laughs> that's as, nice. as, she's, as the actress herself uh, presents it is a lot like Charlie Brown's awkward interaction with Peppermint Patty. Take care, Sarah. Oh, that's that funny. Funny and accurate. Um, then we have a a call. If you want to call in, you can call and do 816 trek TNC. Here we go. Oh, I didn't. I didn't frame it right on my screen, so I can't reach the play button. There we go.
4: Hey, fellas. Hey, Andrew. Um, <clears throat> hey, Matt. Uh, so I've been thinking a lot about uh, all these terrible episodes that you guys have been watching, and uh, this is Charlie, by the way, from Chicago, and <laughs> and I, I feel like something that's missing uh, that was present in the first season was, you know, good Trek ideas, like good Trek ideas gone bad. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of episodes that, that we've watched that have... That you guys have talked about, that had a good idea, and then they worked on terribly. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, but I feel like, and maybe Matt could talk about this. Um, does it feel like the, the even the, the the germ of good ideas has just gone out the window in this season? And maybe that's a result of the uh, you know the strike at that time. Uh, because I feel like later episodes are just like strong ideas, strong execution. I mean, these episodes didn't even have strong ideas, anyways. Thanks. Uh everything's great here in Chicago and I'm glad that uh Matt is finally getting sleep again. Thank you. See you guys. Bye.
0: That is a very good point. It is.
1: It's, um it wonder it makes you really wonder when you sit in a in a writers room and you come up with ideas, they call that breaking stories and um it, you wonder what their
0: story germs even were with a lot of these. Yeah, I I find it um interesting like i do remember more in the first season us going well that's a conceptually it's really great right and i feel like we haven't been able to say that particularly in this last run of episodes right that's uh, that, that, that a, feels like that would be Hurley's uh, influence really i would say other than q who uh-huh. right i would say the last 10 episodes have been pretty awful
1: i mean measure a man was in there somewhere
0: and i don't think that was in the last 10 it wasn't could have uh-huh. been and if it was you'll tell us um
1: yeah, well whatever the case, yes, I agree with you in spirit that is uh uh it's very strange. I really want to get writers on here and ask about the, especially that second season, even more than the first, because as I said last time, the first you can kind of say, all right, they're figuring it out. In the second season, it's just like what's going on? What right. Are? Anyway, uh, Matt and Andy, I made the mistake of using Urban Dictionary to look up the term Matt used. This is another writer issue. Laying pipe. I expected there to be some use of it as sex slang, but I didn't expect it to have to go to the last entry to find the way Matt was using it. Gave me a good laugh. Megan
0: Scheidel laying pipe is what a weird um (laughs) thing to look up or rather a weird place to go for (laughs) i guess where else would you get that definition
1: (laughs) i guess she just knowing you assumed that it was uh (laughs) it was something dirty (laughs) um uh, laying pipe uh for the people who didn't look it up is when you have a character just spouting a lot of exposition for plot um like laying the groundwork for plot Exposition.
0: Yeah, you gotta you gotta lay the pipe before the toilet flushes. You know what I mean? Well, see, so you made it dirty again.
1: Hey, Matt and Andy, depends uh, on what you do doing the toilet. <laughs> what else would you be doing
0: on the toilet? Cleaning it. Oh, yeah. yeah think about that's that. True, Matt. Some nice true blue point, water. Yeah. Some nice clean blue water. That's all Matt does. He does, <laughs> just cleaning constantly.
1: He doesn't have a uh, any any place to. Uh, 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 never mind. Um, does data? Out of curiosity. We've talked about his genitals, but have we talked about his butthole? (laughs) I mean... Does he go to the bathroom? He eats.
0: It's got to come out somewhere. He eats. Okay, there you go. He can eat. He can ingest. and He does.
1: Although that does seem kind of... It's funny. You're making the perfect man. And then it's just like, hey, make it... it," Just to make him like a man, because there's no real reason, let's give him a thing that he ingests and then poops out. Seems weird. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Matt and Andy, I'll keep it short for Matt. I was listening to the latest episode of Manhunt and overheard you mention Star Trek and Hamilton. That was me. Um, uh, Would likely have a small crossover audience. Not sure if you've seen this before. It's a parody of my shot. um, And uh, I only heard the beginning of it, but
0: I want to play a piece of it because it was fun. This will make no sense to me.
5: I am not throwing away my spark, I am not throwing away my spark. I owe my heart's like my planet, a black hole of red granite, but I'm not throwing away my spark. Mark, got a to the school of logic His mastery of information was highly hypnotic The problem, his emotional control is catastrophic Don't say another word about his mama He'll drop a bomb, his fist caustic He's a child of two worlds A folk and a man Trying to understand how his pointy ears cannot hear a plan Only 19, but his mind was older The dust of his homeworld was becoming a boulder That and was burning, that was chasing after Every time that he grew faster he trip and boom splatter The trick right, was I'm gonna to skip ahead on back on family put away my spot it's
4: time to take its back I dream of life that's lived rationally But the captain prefers one lived passionately Casually, actually, precisely It is anarchy But I will do my best to reinforce sanity my name- This
1: is really impressive So I don't know if he did it But uh, this is Jackson Lansing um, Uploaded it So I assume he uh, is responsible for it It's really well produced um, It is the, uh, in the show You haven't seen the show That's why you're confused Correct Matt, what are you doing? run don't walk this hamilton <laughs> i'm doing this come on you got a little money in the bank you're doing your you're doing nine shows
0: <laughs> splurge on this uh, you know who's probably seen it a lot my ivf doctor
1: <laughs> well, that's true. um really good anyway in the in the show you see hamilton is talking about he wants to get his shot and he does this great At song what? and you know, being a person of note and okay. accomplishing his dreams. All right,
0: all right. I was just curious because it doesn't well, wouldn't it end in a duel? Maybe. Do you want me to just skip to the end? No, I mean just historically <laughs> speaking.
1: Oh, you mean well? Yeah, but it's all about what he accomplished before the duel. Oh, well, I know.
0: Are you saying that you don't like the spoiler? No, no. But like you know, but shot and shot. My brain in the play, I would put that later during. Well, that's the duel. what it's that's what it's tying it to. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 a foreshadowing yeah that's cool it's a really good show listen i think that that uh, sounded delightful and uh but let me ask what was he saying the spock i'm not gonna yeah it doesn't really okay that directly. doesn't make any no,
1: it sense does. he's just okay. spock sounds like shot so <laughs> it. uh anyway that was from jason schwartz thank you jason can the nvc yes. be a hologram no Okay. Oh, unless it's like the doctor on Voyager. He Jeff Mullins pointed out that MVC was uh, Rex the bartender for saving Picard and us from Loxana. <laughs> Which
0: is true. <laughs> he took the bullet. <laughs> that's really. That's actually a good point.
1: Is it implied that they had sex? It's not really clear because she is chill after that. And oh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they left this her in there to. to seems go like she to blows Bonzo. them off. Um, here is uh, another call we got. Um, apparently we skipped something.
6: I don't know. So if you can explain Oops. that to me,
1: it went to the end. I don't know why that would have been. This sounds angry and aggressive. This it call. is. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. Why? <laughs> um, you know, I can stop it as soon as you hear what it is.
4: Hey Andrew, so I got a question about Q Hugh that uh, that kind of bugging me. So if Q shot the Enterprise very far away, and that was the first oh, time. They I'm met sorry. Before, this is the follow up. Then. Who ripped apart the cities on planets in the neutral zone? We
0: talked about this last time. We
1: addressed it last time. Uh, this wasn't the one I wanted to play, so I don't have to play the one I want to play. He played... He he, he was basically... Compla- oh, I see. I played the previous one from the same person. Uh, basically, someone called called in and said, Hey, you didn't answer my question, because I think we got side
0: sidetracked. Oh, I see. Okay. Do you have an answer to it? Here's my thought on, on the situation. Uh... I think it pulled the um, bases up from, uh-huh. from both places, uh-huh. and it was like, hmm, interesting, and then, it, and then it warped back into its space, you know, back into the uh, Delta Quadrant, uh-huh. and then it was like, had analyzed everything, it was like, you know, we don't really need any of this technology. We're, we're beyond this technology. We're beyond this. And then they were like, uh, whatever, let's not waste time. We were just a scout cube. Let's go about our business over here and try to get more advanced technologies. And then once, 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 you see, once Q zaps them away, they're like, well, we need that. Whatever that is. Whatever that is, get me some of that. Right.
1: I think that's a valid interpretation. I don't think that's what they were thinking.
0: Welcome to Retcon University. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a bunch of nitpicking students in the audience. Uh, hello, Admiral Myra and Acting Ensign Secunda. <laughs> As my last name is Gandhi, I recently received a shout out from Mr. Secunda during your Man Alive episode. Manhunt Man episode, I, I say. Yeah. Uh, I have always dreamt of being mentioned on your podcast, not considered it. Uh, considered being gay for Andy is a possibility. Well I like you as a friend, Andy, I must admit, I identify more as a Myra man. Yeah. Will there ever be a Myra con to celebrate all of Matt's podcasts? That actually <laughs> is a great idea. I, I've been trying to to weasel my way into all of the uh, the James Bonding um, events and just say, Hey well we should just open with Star Trek TNC and all fly to London together.
0: Uh, sounds <laughs> not great. <laughs> he doesn't seem to entice Matt. Nope. Um, no, know, there would not be a Myracon because I would just would be dreaded. Like the idea of the low attendance gives me anxiety. Oh, you're crazy!
1: James Bonding alone
0: would be. By the way, I was I just recorded James Bonding with the fellas
1: yesterday. You sure did, Andy. It was a lot of fun. Andy uh, was more and more abused than ever. It was. Um, they they stopped uh, us. They he, he took we took a pause from us watching the worst
0: two seasons of Next Generation
1: for us to watch Die Another Day. <laughs>
0: quite, so, quite, probably the worst James Bond movie as far as I don't know how short. Gorley puts it down below Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, what happens in Tomorrow? It's Michelle know is in it. Yeah, Terry Hatcher, Terry Hatcher, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he wants to start World War III so we can cover it and get exclusive broadcast rights in China for a hundred years. It's really kind of a crazy plot, but it's that one. A little better than you know, man wanting to blow up all the mines in North Korea with the sun, <laughs> yeah. So he can invade below and then China. It's all terrible. It is all terrible.
1: Here's another voicemail.
7: And but it's related to a deeper concept. Oh, this it's is from
1: you have new- Eric Hawkinson uh, from K- Kyoto, Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was a little bit of a long email. If you can keep your, sorry, voicemail. If you can keep your voicemail hails to under a minute, folks,
0: uh, it'll be more likely that I'll play the whole one. Oh, I disagree with that. Oh, well, then how do I? I actually disagree with that. You want them long? I, I would rather people just called instead of emailed. Uh huh. There's some dynamicness to that. But you want it to be longer than a minute? I think they should not. Well, three minutes is the cutoff for a Google voicemail.
1: I feel like you, you tune out after 20 seconds. No, to you, but not to our listeners. Yeah, but how am I going to. If they have one nice piece in the middle that's, that's relevant and then the rest of it's sort of, you know, just sort of warming into the topic. I'm mm, sorry, I
0: tuned out. <laughs>
1: you're saying makes no sense i was saying just keep it under a minute i wasn't saying
0: See. i don't think they should have to keep it under a minute well
1: then okay, what do you go, suggest I think, that's, I think it takes I, I, as more the effort who i'm listening to all these more things more effort do.
0: to how many voicemails do we get a week i don't know like six maybe seven then they we should just be
1: playing voicemails only voicemails yeah forgetting why vo- people i think
0: it takes you know, more effort more effort to call. voicemail. i know but we can talk over them uh-huh which i don't mind
1: doing but this is like two hours, two minutes and fifty two two minutes and fifty seconds. Well,
0: let's hear it. You want the whole thing? Let's hear it, everybody. Right, this will let's be a great this is a mistake. Let's okay. see if this is a mistake. Let's we'll see. we'll see. A lot riding on down. this. All right. There's a lot riding on this. All right, let me get it to the beginning. I don't know how to. I mean, we're it. already eighteen minutes into the podcast, which is very long.
7: Hello, Matt and Andy. I'm Eric Hawkinson. Hello, Eric. Long-time listener, first time caller from Thank you. Kyoto, Japan. Just trying to fill got it got out. A lot of uh, Japanese related stuff. <laughs> related to the show as well I'd like to talk about, but I want to introduce to you a Japanese uh, saying because I think it relates to the show and to Star Trek a lot. Mm-hmm. It's called Onko Chishin. Onko Chishin. Onko Chishin. Onko chishin. Uh, literally translated it means examine or re-examine the past to learn something new. Mm. And But it's related to a deeper concept is when you have new experiences and new ideas and you go back and re-examine some knowledge that you already knew about you can relate those new concepts and experiences to it and learn something new you might have experienced this by reading a book as a kid and going back and rereading it as an adult and you pull out completely different meanings and learn something new in the process i think this relates so well to star trek because i can't think of many other examples where you can re-watch a show at several points in your life and make so many deep and interesting connections to your own experiences as and not only that, project those into the future. Mm-hmm. And this relates to you guys because uh, you're watching a show that one of you has watched before. <laughs> and anyway... Nice, so, someone listens uh, to the intro. <laughs> Matt is reliving uh, parts of the show as we as he goes back and reexamines them, and uh, Andy's doing it for the first time, so uh, you're both in different relations as far as experiencing the show for the first time or not, but you're experiencing Onko Chishin together, huh. because one of you has childhood experiences, or maybe even later in life, re-watching it, and you're connecting those to various points in your life. and. Now you're even connecting them to your work experience as writers. So, please remember the Onko Chishin aspect. Side note, Onko Chishin was the theme of TEDx Kyoto, which I helped produce, which had the only Star Trek actor produce a TED Talk. Uh, George Takei was on our stage oh. a couple of years ago, so if you're interested in hearing his talk about, uh, it's called Why I... Love the country that once betrayed me and his experiences in a Japanese internship camp. Uh, please look that up. All right, guys.
0: Thanks solid for the voicemail. <laughs> that is a solid voicemail.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, well, obviously, I thought it had a pertinent points. So otherwise, I wouldn't have uh, have, have selected it in the first place. But you cannot argue that it was a verbose <laughs> voicemail.
0: Yeah, but he had to cover a lot. First of all, he had to teach us this a is, Japanese phrase. You were
1: just doing this? Then to, he had to talk about... <laughs> to defend your position. You no, know that it was too long.
0: Listen to... <laughs> well, you don't. Listen to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. We always play voicemails. And they're like three minutes? Yeah. Sometimes people get cut off and call back and finish their thought. All right.
1: You're <laughs> the expert. I ca- I just cannot... I can't uh, align that in my head with your general attitude of I'm tired of the, the how many
0: how many no no no, no no no. no that's not it uh-huh. I'm tired of how long Andy takes with them
1: but I'm just reading
0: them <laughs> I know
1: and I'm reading you an edited version
0: of them sometimes I think that like as much as I love what everyone is saying I also feel like there's a part of me that's like let's get to this well that's clearly
1: at least i don't know i don't remember what the breakdown was when we voted but many of the people agree with you and we voted and the the the, the you know the general public wanted uh,
0: them at the beginning so what are you gonna do well i get i get that i mean by the end of it it's crazy because they're talking about something that happened last week anyway andy what's next um that's it that's all we got for the hills this is a great week it is 22 was... minutes oh all right we've gone way worse before all right, well. and we got to learn onconchio. <laughs>
1: you're so you're so changeable based on whatever's going to aggravate me.
0: <laughs> I don't see why that's aggravating you.
6: sir.
0: All right, Andy, it's time to talk about the emissary. Yes, which is uh, production number one forty six. Aired the week of June tenth, uh, nineteen hundred and eighty nine. What was going on in the world, Andy? I think
1: you're going to be delighted by this, Matt. On top of the charts, Millie Vanilli had finally broken through with Baby Don't Forget My Number. (laughs) What? Or whoever sang this had broken through with it. I mean, that's the name of the group, you know? Did they ever establish who really? Yes. I don't know who it was, though. In the UK, uh, they were still listening to Sealed with a Kiss by Jason Donovan. Uh, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten by Robert Fulghum was a bestseller. Jesus Christ. This kind of sounds like the soundtrack to Die Another Day. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Baby,
3: don't be shy when you holding my hand. Because time goes by, you got to understand it's
0: These guys, I mean, we have the music video playing, but, like, I don't know what they must have thought to, like, be approached to do this. A, they have a great look. Like, they look great. Like, they look like pop stars. Sure. So, they have no singing ability. And they're approached by a producer and said...
6: It's crazy.
1: The producer's the one that set it up. Yeah. said, hey, I'm just gonna... Put you together You know what's interesting is With the later boy groups Where they, you know, went through billions of auditions And just picked the right characters That were also talented There's so many talented dancer singers in the world If you're just gonna manufacture people Why not pick people who can sing? Right Like they had a unique
0: look But they weren't
1: that unique
0: Anyway, what else is happening in the world? We got distracted by a Milli Vanilli number We sure did
1: Um, Also, Tim Burton's Batman Began its reign at the top of the box office Oh boy There was plenty of turmoil against world governments A military coup ousted the civilian leaders Of the Sudan while Greece's prime minister Resigned Um, The show about nothing, Seinfeld Premiered on NBC, beginning its Historic nine year run, do you remember what it was called Originally? Seinfeld Chronicles I remember that too, a lot of people don't register it That I bring that up to, but of course My co-host matthew myra would remember multiplexes were stacked with what has been described as the best, best summer, summer movies.
0: movies of all time last crusade the greatest indie movie disagree uh you had batman you had uh UHF, weird owls but it probably didn't make that list uh it <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> is a strange list uh
1: dead poet society star trek V. <laughs> okay um license to kill nice <laughs> ghostbusters 2 yeah this is a cavalcade of terrible films cavalcade of things i've watched repeatedly well i don't disagree with that honey i shrunk the kids do the right thing and weekend at bernie's that is just a crap show but by all multiple all multiple viewings for me i don't dispute that either but they're all bad and time magazine's cover had kevin costner the new american hero on it sexy smart and on a
0: roll oh kevin what happened that's All right. I guess Waterworld and the Postman happened. Yeah, hubris, hubris happened. All right. Guys, I'm so glad that we're out of that. It's really interesting how when at different
1: times of day our energies are different. I feel like you're a little bit sleepier today and I'm more juiced up. And when we did it at 11, uh, I was uh I was more awake and you were more or I was I was more sleepy and you were more awake when did we do it at 11 i don't know i feel like we did it really late one night on the other hand i think you might have left early and then i from work because you were on set and i i don't know
0: (laughs) i feel like you're imagining a podcast recording that didn't happen but also like i'm usually I, i tend to be upright and going at like 11 p.m yeah i tend to be you're a nocturnal last night was not creature great for me i was very sleepy uh, okay. So we're talking about uh, the emissary. Sure. Sent to assist the Enterprise in stopping a pre-Alliance Klingon sleeper ship that could awake to prey upon helpless United Federation of Planets Worlds and is is a special envoy from the Klingon Empire, half-human, half-Klingon female, named Kalar. Is that how you pronounce her name? I don't know. gonna K- look it up. Kalar. 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 I feel like it's Kalar. That's what I keep hearing in my head. Uh, whose advice is to destroy the ship is rejected by Picard turns out to be a former lover of wharfs. He insists her playful advances, resists her playful advances, I'm sorry, finally revealing his pent-up feelings left over uh, from them from their last parting. Later, Kalar tries out Worf's holodeck combat program to relieve her mounting stress. Finding her there and joining in the fight, a battle-roused Worf grabs Kalar as they consummate their passion. The couple's newfound intimacy is shattered, though, when she storms out after refusing Worf's marriage proposal, <laughs> traditionally offered after making love. It's pretty great. Kalar's original mission finally brings the two back together. The cruiser's crew awakens before being intercepted, and Picard lets Worf and Kalar masquerade as the Enterprise's commanders. Worf doesn't blink in the ensuing standoff and pulls off the ruse, winning kudos from his captain, seeing Kalar off privately to take command of the ship he at last agrees with her that neither will be complete without the other. Uh, there you go. That's the that's the, that's the episode. What a what a fun character exploration we get of Commander. Sorry, not at this point, Lieutenant
5: Worf.
1: Um, I really, I really like this episode, and I also got to say, uh, I think I was a um Susie Plaxen in Klingon makeup naysayer yes, prior to you this were. episode. I only liked her as Doctor Salar the Vulcan, and uh, you know what? her her quality, her magnetic quality, it uh, it carried over into her being a Klingon. She uh, she really, truly
0: really delivered. I'm sure, she'll be delighted to hear that, Andy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't, yeah, I wonder. Where, I think I looked it up at some point, and it was nothing that interesting because it didn't stick okay, in my head good. where she is now. I'll go five, but I wish her well. Five
3: uh, here, and five more.
5: I believe the wiser course of action here is to bend. You mean fold, Data. That is correct. Fold. To bend, to make compact, or to capitulate. I raise 50. I do not believe Lieutenant Worf understands all the nuances
8: of this betting procedure. I wouldn't be so quick to judge, Data. His pile's a lot bigger than yours.
0: Now, this is the first and... Not the first, but this is... A trend we see again and again: the poker officers again. playing poker together, uh-huh. and it still befuddles me to this very day what Why? they're gambling over. There is no money no in the twenty fourth century. Right. What are they doing? And what? And what would? I don't know. That is a really
1: interesting question. I wonder if they're betting like tasks or or stuff like that. Like what? What do you trade in the future? I don't for value.
0: Know. I don't know. Well, it, gold press latinum. Uh huh. That I do know. Right. And if you're in the if you're in the
1: Federation, it's... What is it? Like some version of communism? Isn't it Federation credits?
0: Well, what do they use the credits I on? I don't understand. I don't know how it works. I don't know how they afford to go on shore leave. More of the thing that's... Distir- are they given like a stipend?
1: I guess that must be true. But then you, you do have money. I mean, if you deal with the outside world, and certainly the Ferengi, you are going to run into stuff that's just like, I really need that. I want that thing. <laughs> and... uh Unless, I guess, they've
0: worked that part out of their personalities. Is need removed? Is that the deal? uh, Want is removed thanks to them having everything they need. Uh Uh-huh. You see what I did there? Yeah. This is an all-star. This episode is an all-star bridge crew. Yeah. Because not only do you have the woman who played Helen Hunt's sister on Mad About You. (laughs) That's true. I knew we recognized her. At the con. But you also have Diedrich Botter. I know. From Drew Carey show voice of Batman in one of the animated iterations uh standing at tactical. Yes. Also I mean, it's really Also the just... Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> <film>. <laughs> Is that what you think of when you think of
1: him? I I couldn't get a, a visual on him because I never watched Drew Carey. Uh-huh. So I didn't care. Um but he I definitely recognized him immediately. That's interesting to me. Um but here's the thing that bugs that bugged me more about it. Jordy? Yeah. But data doesn't know the term fold
0: yeah that's weird
1: and then also data doesn't understand the concept of bluffing
0: ever he never does he rarely gets it and it's like that if you research
1: this game that thoroughly that isn't a basic thing well he's programmed
0: not to lie
5: card stud after the queen one-eyed jacks and low card in the hole are wild
0: wait a minute let me write this down this is a terrible game they're playing Feels like he could have done that faster. Well, I think he doesn't want to confuse anyone. Uh huh. Even the way he looks at the cards, it's, it's crazy. It's nice that they asked Pulaski long.
5: to Commander Riker, we're receiving a Class Eleven emergency signal from Starfleet
0: Command. Is that Beta? Fifty. I don't you think that lucky. is. Klingon, but it sounded problems. like you said yeah, a right. classy signal. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: So. But just just to, before we get off the the poker, yeah, I feel like it was a little bit. Oh, I think it
0: was him, that tactical officer.
1: Three tactical officers in this episode. Out of character for Worf to be good at poker. He's usually bad in other episodes, isn't he? At poker, no. Yeah, I feel like he's always. No, losing Worf's pretty other good episodes at poker. Is, is well, this whole episode is really
0: about giving Worf a win,
1: right? Which I think is nice, and I feel like it goes to your your recurring uh issue that they don't that wharf is never wharf and i feel like this is one of the first episodes where he really is like he's Worf from top to bottom in a way that doesn't even make him like james bond uh like because we don't want him to be all powerful and whatever he's like weirdly sensitive later on and touchy but he also is like great at poker because he has no fear and uh and you know he's just a badass in a lot of ways Hmm. so Hmm. I like it interesting Andy I had not thought about that now you have to
0: thanks for your okicha what what was it I forgot the phrase already emergency signal
5: reads as follows enterprise to divert to coordinates 423 by 112 by 51 immediately further orders forthcoming that's it what's the emergency the message did not elaborate sir You'd think they'd at least give us a hint.
3: Course laid in, Captain.
5: War bait. Whenever Starfleet gets
2: enigmatic, I know we're about to face a challenge. Engage.
0: Cold open rating, Andy? What would you give it? Mm, Six and a half. All right. All right. A little above average. It's a lot above average. It's probably like a seven, actually. At least they're setting up something. You know what uh, I mean? At I, least you're like, well, I can see. What said, is that? No,
1: right? There's something happening. The thing, the reason I I don't give it above a six and a half is because we don't know what it is they're giving us. They're just saying something interesting is happening. I give it six and a half because the poker scene is really effective. Characters, other than I the dis- problems we've discussed, and yeah. thematically sets it up. So,
5: nation is a point near the Baradas system. That area was colonized recently, as I recall. The first Federation outpost was established 34 years ago on Baratus III. Since then, the Federation has colonized several planets in that sector. Yet we are not headed for a specific colony. The coordinates given are outside the Baratus system. Any problems reported in that area? None,
6: sir.
2: the devil is
5: going
6: on? Captain, Starfleet Command is hailing us. About time.
0: On screen.
3: Greetings, Captain Picard.
0: The least admirably looking thing in my life.
3: Captain, you will soon be joined by a Federation special emissary.
0: It's the craziest Starbase uniform. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> uniform <laughs> like, I don't think it ever shows up again. It's insane. It, it is. An it's like uniform. So, you get like crazy gold, which you know is common we in an admiral uniform, but like the the, the nineteen run pips running up and down her tricky.
3: neck. So it is imperative that you reach the intercept point. on Is schedule. she
0: like a six Understood. pip Understood. admiral?
3: The envoy will fill you in. You are to cooperate
4: fully.
1: Got a lot of attitude. I'll tell her that much.
2: Admiral, can you give me any details?
4: Negative.
1: Can you stop being a pain Admiral, in my it's a butt? It's
2: difficult to prepare for a mission I know nothing about.
3: I sympathize, Jean-Luc. But Starfleet Command considers this a top security matter. Once the envoy has briefed you, I think you will understand our caution. Gromic out.
0: Okay. I've, I've been briefed. In that I've seen this episode, okay. I don't understand the caution.
1: All right. <laughs> the Klingons already know because they're trans. They're they're on their way. The Klingons know as they should. Uh huh. Which Klingons are you talking about? The Klingons in the, in the that, are, that are The sleeper to cell in, Klingons. No, no, the other ones. The ones that are in. They're coming to interact with the yeah. The sleeping ones. Yeah. So, who are they hiding it from? I don't know. That's a really valid point. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think about that until, until now. <coughs> I can't see.
8: Data. Uh, Andy, are you what, okay?
1: You she,
0: can't see. What was What's ad, happening?
1: What was Admiral. Was that Admiral Gromick? Yes. Georgian Johnson. Georgianne Johnson. She was on another world. Uh huh. Um, hmm. She was. In addition to Johnson, the show starred... Oh, Kelsey Grimer was on Another World. Did you know that? I did not know that. 1980, she acted in Health with Alfre Woodard, Woodard and in Looker. I remember Oh, No,
0: is a Trek alum. None of these things are good. Blind Date I, I, with Armin Shimmerman. Sure, another Star Trek alum. Where are you getting this from? The Star Trek alumni page? Yeah. Huh. None of these things are interesting. Please, Please continue. I never thought they would be. Well, you were correct.
8: Is transporting the envoy? Apparently, there I were think those usually
0: ships. when there's a cast person that we neither of us recognize, right. we don't need to look them up.
8: Well, you you took my other ones that yeah, were
0: more one, interesting so. <laughs> one, five, <three. laughs> we'll Dig a little deeper. I took them. I'm sorry, <laughs> you stole the
8: them. <laughs> a class eight probe. Class eight probe is just over two meters long.
2: This is true, number one. But if the transmitters and the sensors were removed and a life support system installed,
5: there would be just enough room for one person. And it is designed to travel at warp nine. By sending the probe to meet us rather than diverting the Enterprise, I don't see how this thing
0: travels warp at warp 1 nine hours. I
5: Obviously, guess it's all the times of the Essens.
1: I, I,
2: really
8: I was going
1: to say it's all like the reason that there's so little space the is the because it's all warp engine, there. maybe. It seems like you would, would need a very dangerous bunch of to ride
5: shit on, a, right.
0: to ride on a warp Lock, engine like that. One, one, three. Well, that's why she's such a bad We are on a
5: course precisely parallel to the probe, sir. Increased speed. Warp 8. Good
0: visuals 8.9. in this. Great visuals. 8.9. hallmark of the early seasons of, of Star Trek. Although I wonder
1: if the the uh, when they finally see the klingon ship if, if that is old stock wood. Star Trek footage because it. it looks so familiar. It is from it's from the motion picture. As far as oh, I can there determine, you go. Sir, yeah. very little there Andy, are colonies great, the great eye, system, buddy. Well I got a great effects eye center. for visual I effects observed. and sound effects. I Very think your effects star is second to Velocity? none. No, I can't I recognize disagree. Human
0: faces, but uh, you know, I got something. You can certainly recognize when a Klingon <laughs> battle cruiser has been seen before. <laughs> I know when they're using effects from Buck Rogers, ladies. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, let's crack this um, probe open, shall we? Before you do. No. Uh,
1: oh, come on. What? I just had two two things. I'm sorry. I know this is going to drive you insane uh, from the poker scene. The uh, Jordy, uh, everyone, because everyone keeps tweeting You seem at to us. have more of an agenda than I do. You should
0: direct this. Let me know where you want me to go. Uh,
1: I, I, we don't have to go back to it. I just wanted to address a couple of things. Yeah. One, because people keep tweeting and and, and hailing us about uh, a few episodes back. Jordy said he could tell when anybody's lying. And yeah. the first thing everyone thought of is like, how is he playing poker? Why are they letting him play poker with them? If he can tell when everybody is bluffing with mm. his visor thing. Mm. That's issue number one. The other issue is Pulaski calls Wharf handsome. And uh, I feel like they were building to
0: a love plot between these two. They in the last one they're sharing the tea. Well, I think that I think it's clear that they uh let's just say Worf asked her to get married. You know what I mean? Is it what that's wh- what Worf does after he takes him to Bone Zone. <laughs> Do you think he boned her? I think they're married. Pulaski? In this episode, I think Worf and Pulaski are married. <laughs> wow, he's really being a yeah. dick with Kelleher then. Well. <laughs> Kelleher Keller Kel- Keller K- I was calling her Klar. Kalar Kail- That's probably I don't know up. what it is We're gonna find out right now Kay.
3: I'm not sure The ratings are quite interesting
1: Why does she not know she's a Klingon That's yeah, that's crazy met.
0: by the way That she doesn't know that
3: I greet you I am Klar.
8: Oh, you're yeah. right You speak Klingon A little I'm Commander William Riker. This is Chief Medical Officer Catherine Pulaski. I hope your voyage wasn't too unpleasant.
1: I just realized her last Clingon's character's
8: Clingon's name was Salar.
3: Nonetheless, I am delighted to get that damned coffin. I
8: don't blame you. It's not the most luxurious accommodation Starfleet has to offer.
3: Whoever said getting there was half the fun never wrote in a Class 8 probe.
0: Class A, mm. Class 8. How Pick one. Yeah. Netflix your subtitles.
3: are rather atypical for a Klingon. No doubt because I am only half Klingon. If you were oh, a doctor, he would know yes. that. My father was Klingon. My mother was human.
0: You know, my tricorder can scan how many new memories you've formed in the last 14 seconds. <laughs> but damned if it can tell me if you're half Klingon, half human. And also, like, I think it's crazy that they don't... This conversation, I think they have... Uh, it's not here, but it's a hallway walk and talk with Beta, with uh, half Beta Z half uh, human uh, crew member Troy, uh, Deanna... Uh, lieutenant commander at Deanna Troy. I, I, I want to give her a just due. She's a full-fledged Starfleet lieutenant commander. How did she get that high on the scale? Well, listen. She gets to be a commander by the time we're done. Huh. Spoiler alert. Do they announce it or has it just happened? Oh, she's... There's a whole episode about the her whole taking thing? her command test. Huh. No, I, I look forward to that. Actually. Uh, anyway. Um back to my thing. There's like a, that, that conversation they have about whether or not Klingons and humans can have compatible DNA. Yeah. I feel like that's something the Federation would have known for decades by now. Sure. Anyway.
8: We're back in. Special Federation Emissary k
0: Oh, Worf is not happy about this. Welcome aboard. I'm Jean-Luc Picard.
2: This is of Troy. Head nod. Lieutenant Commander Data.
1: Head nod. No, no, head nod. And
3: this is Lieutenant Worf. So this is where you've been hiding. I told you we'd meet again.
1: She loves a public scene. That's her human Aren't side. not you going
6: to greet me? Yep. I have nothing to say to you.
0: <laughs> Troy's, oh, Troy's really feeling it. Yeah, I don't know why I lost audio there. It is
1: interesting why why did. Troy, as soon as she doesn't come in the room, goes doesn't go like whoa,
0: <laughs> awkward. Something's, be, something's about to go down with these two. She probably thought it was uh, something Riker had done to her in the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> that was the feeling she was sensing. Too. <laughs> Andy, would you like to take a break to do some phone phone ago. stuff? Well, guys, we're back. Andy uh, used the phone. I had a Walther PPK. I was excited. Break, that was an actual gun. I'd actually it's call it, you show. know what I'm going to call it on this show? A Type 1 phaser. <laughs> I don't understand. I got to go take a Type 1. Type 1 phaser and then a Type yeah. 2. There's is, a Type 2 yeah. where you're just launching torpedoes into the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, feel free to use that at home. Uh, to no one's amusement. Is that launching a torpedo or is it type 2 phaser is different than a torpedo, right? It sure is. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're really backed up, it'd be like a quantum torpedo. Quantum torpedo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get some fiber into the <laughs> warp
8: core.
3: <laughs> 75 years ago.
8: When the Federation and the Klingon Empire were still at war
3: message was directed to the Klingon high command it said only that the ship was returning home and was about to reach its awakening point
2: which suggests that the crew had been in cryogenic sleep for that
8: long journey exactly and when this crew is revived we'll have
3: a ship full of Klingons who think the war is still going on so our
2: task is to find the ship and tell the Klingons they're no longer at war
8: why us? wouldn't a Klingon ship be a better choice?
3: A Klingon ship, the Prang, is on its way, but it's two days behind us. That may be too late. Why too late?
8: When the Tong crew awakens, it will be within striking range of several Federation outposts. There are 13 colonies with minimal defenses in that sector.
3: Nice, ripe targets for a Klingon warship. And you believe you can convince these Klingons that the humans are now their allies? No, not a chance. If you ask me, talking will be a waste of time. Klingons of that era were raised to despise humans.
0: That's true.
3: We'll try diplomacy. We're
0: seeing that Discovery. We, we sure are.
3: Work. And then you'll have to destroy them.
1: I kind of like that this fits with the, dis- it gives me more faith in no. the Discovery rendition of the Klingons.
3: No.
0: <laughs> level
2: Captain, regard, no.
3: these Klingons are killers. You'll have no choice.
2: We shall find another choice. I want options and I want them before we encounter the Klingon ship. Lieutenant I'm assigning you to help the emissary Dismissed
3: I will escort you to the guest quarters Oh boy Captain
0: And have a little girl talk I do like this little moment between Picard and I love it I think it really
1: shows his His ability as a Lieutenant
0: As a leader
6: Sir, I suggest Commander Riker or Data would better serve Special Emissary Kalar.
2: Are there any personal reasons that you don't want the assignment? Yes. Any professional reasons?
6: No. (laughs) I withdraw my request, Captain.
1: Such good acting by both of them. Mm
0: hmm. He just lets it it sit. You know, it's nice. What I like about this is it's a nice way to establish some wharf character without it having to be some sort of um, Klingon homeworld thing. Do you know what I mean? No. Like it's... um, Like the Rite of Ascension ceremony, I thought, was a little like, man, all right. Like I don't want... It's sort I, it, of like I don't want more of a much... day-to-day Klingon yeah.
1: interaction, yeah. like just yeah. digging into how Klingons interact with yeah. each other, not like a giant. You
0: know, Riker goes to the Klingons. Right. And it's yeah. Everything about the Klingons yes. versus everything about the humans. I exactly. totally agree, and I think that that is. Um, I think that's sort of a great uh, change, and it's a great. It, this is a really good character episode, which we haven't really gotten. Especially for Worf. A hundred percent. It's subtle. I, the character of Kalar is great.
1: How it highlights um, Worf's... I do wonder... Do, do, do they establish? I don't remember. Whether they hooked up before. They almost hooked up and then Worf got freaked out and ran away. Or backed off. Um, it wasn't clear to me what was happen- what happened in the past.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a little unclear. But I like the mystery. I like the shroud.
1: I only feel like they dig into it so much that at a certain point, it's just like, all right, just tell us what happened. Right. But um, whatever the case, yeah, love the chemistry between them. It's just really good all around. And, and how other people in the ship are reacting to them is like, you know, I think Troy would be coy. Yeah. And Picard would be like, all right, well, you still got a job to do, so, you know, man
0: up. Get to it, Lieutenant
3: was possible for a human and a Klingon to produce a child. Actually, the DNA is compatible, with a fair amount of help. Rather like my parents. <laughs> and Worf, I and, Dor-
1: and, uh, Dorian, uh, Matt. Worf and Dorian and met. Worf and Dorian met. Worf and Dorian met. You need a little Klingon DNA no in there.
3: Me. My mother was human. You must have grown up like I did. Trapped between cultures. I never felt trapped. I tried to experience the richness and diversity of the two worlds. Perhaps you got
0: the best of each. You should have seen the last Mm -hmm. episode. (laughs)
3: Myself, I think I got the worst of each.
0: By the way, this shot with this glass table... You gotta know at some no, point 100%. that table. That table's not gonna be there. <laughs> I like how she last tables like.
1: I think I'm wanted on the bridge.
0: <laughs> she's like, she's in the gold room. There's like so much gold happening. It's very here. garish. Did we she... had a we had a room at the funeral home, I and mean, it's still there. That is like gold wallpaper, and we called it the gold room. Yeah, that this is very ominous. Is, this is the gold room of. <laughs> The Enterprise Maybe in her tiny
1: class 8 pod She brought all her gold <laughs> items <laughs> <laughs> It would be
0: a great place to set up a wake Anyway
3: Without that. Oh yes Having my mother's sense of humor is bad enough It's gotten me into plenty of trouble And your Klingon side? That I keep under tight control It's like a terrible temper It's not something I want people to see Everyone has tempers Not like mine. Sometimes I feel there's a monster inside of me, fighting to get out. And it frightens you. Of course it does. My Klingon side can be terrifying, even to me. It gives you strength. It's a part of you. That doesn't mean I have to like it.
1: He's clearly the sort of character ancestor of Belana Torres. But I kind of feel like, as much as I loved Voyager, and I grew to, grew to have affection for Belana, I feel mm. like Susie Plaxon's rendition of this character is more well, I think, nuanced and effective.
0: I don't think, actually. I think it's the opposite of nuanced. Oh, I think it's very broad. Uh-huh. I think she's very broadly human, with very broadly characteristic uh, Klingon qualities. Like, I think the way that she, like plays up her sense of humor at the beginning and is like, um, she's like a. I f- here's what I think. I think her her human side that she plays here is very Chandler Bingish. Uh huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like broad always making a joke even when no one else cares to be around someone making a joke and I think her Klingon side as we see from that uh, establishing shot of that table Mm -hmm. is crazy over the top Klingon. I She's agree with the what Chandler you're saying. Of I think plans I, I yeah, and so, okay. Humans. So I'll back off what I'm saying, but I
1: will say I think I like this rendition of that mix of personalities better. Probably because it's closer to the personalities that we deal with, yeah. which is comedians that are hiding a really messed up side <laughs> with their comedy constantly. <laughs> deep,
0: deep seated rage. You mean? Yes,
1: yeah. and uh, and it sort of I just thought it was a more interesting thing. Whereas I feel like Belana kind of falls into whininess occasionally. Yeah.
3: You don't have to act like a Klingon glacier. I don't bite. Well, that's wrong. I do bite. Also, she's... Bing! Flirtier.
6: Shall we proceed with our assigned duties?
3: You weren't this aloof six years ago. Uh-oh. I don't you remember?
6: There's nothing wrong with my memory.
3: Well, there's something wrong with the rest of you. You're not even looking at me.
6: I'm familiar with your appearance.
1: This outfit is insane, but also I really dig it <laughs> that she's wearing you are weird so weird spandex,
3: like, And of. it gives you no pleasure. Well, it's a futuristic material.
1: Sure. Who knows what that does? Sure. <laughs> it's flame retardant.
3: It isn't as if we tried it and it didn't work, you know.
1: So they did have sex.
3: You never gave it a chance.
1: Oh, no,
6: they didn't. I never.
3: I mean, as I see it, we have some... Unfinished business,
6: you and I. Maybe
0: not this, as like, far
6: as I'm concerned.
0: The what? What do you think of this, like Kurosawa? I dig on it. On the hill moment, I really dig <laughs> it. Where the music it's is such like such a samurai film fan.
1: I really, and I think it's appropriate for the Klingons. What, did he, what is he? I'm sorry, what was the last thing he said? According
6: to the library computer, the captain yeah, of the Tongue is contaminated. But
1: what, did he say it was her fault yeah, or her? Regarding
6: she, the ship's say? mission.
1: Die. Unfinished business.
6: Alright, does he say nothing? Not as far as I'm concerned.
1: <sighs> I would love to know what happened. Somebody point me toward a novelization. I'm sure they will, and they'll explain <laughs> it in great detail. Erotic fan fiction
0: will also be accepted. From Andy's own hand (laughs) I'm writing
3: my own (laughs) Upon due consideration of the problem And careful examination Of all possible options My original recommendation Stands Meeting adjourned I think
0: her Klingon side Is actually just She's fully human (laughs)
1: <laughs> she thinks it's her Klingon side,
0: yeah, but it's like totally just. She does, just, she does seem very similar to people just, that I've dated. She's just like a like an angry human.
1: She's just writing it off on the Klingon side.
0: Oh no, not the gold room table.
1: I am here from you uh, utilities. I'm just here to clean the. Oh boy. <laughs> on skins tougher? I assume so, right? I assume so, too. She bleed or anything.
4: Ugh.
3: Come!
1: I was just standing outside your room for 20 minutes, hoping I could hear just waiting for that glass table to go
0: we put it in every klingon's room it's kind of an inside joke <laughs> don't worry we can just replicate another one right now it's, it's not a b- bunch of candy glass vases a- <laughs> in this room also <laughs> whatever you feel like breaking also some of the gold is chocolate <laughs> anyway <laughs> anywho. Anywho, what you doing
1: how's war a lot of sparks between you two <laughs>
6: Special Emissary Kalar has Declared a short recess, sir I wish to run a full diagnostic test On all tactical backup equipment We just ran a full test on those systems I feel it necessary to check them again
0: <laughs> Great you, Lieutenant. Sidebar, over here <laughs> oh. Near the entrance to the observation lounge
2: Lieutenant, I commend your diligence However, I'm concerned That you're working yourself
6: too hard Sir, considering the unknown elements we are about to face, Lieutenant, I order you to relax. I am relaxed. <laughs> really funny performance. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's just great.
1: That's the kind of nuanced non-plot moving forward scene that is, is a plot moving forward scene. They have a bunch of these bullshit
2: characters. i seen the Lieutenant so unsettled. The Iceman's finally melting.
1: So this is—that's clearly what they're setting up in the poker scene at the beginning. The Iceman. Yeah, but he's never been the Iceman, so it's a little bit of—I think he has been the Iceman. I think. Uh... I mean, he doesn't he doesn't spout his emotions and everything? But
0: he's not cool and collected. He's a fucking rage machine. I like how of your selected the uh, holodeck programs. We have a uh, scuba diving, the Klingon Rite of ascension. Calisthenics from Lieutenant Worf and uh, Desert Survival on Vulcan. And then there's Carnival Celebration in Rio de Janeiro. There's a racetrack at Le Champs in France. <laughs> and then we have two Dixon Hill stories. <laughs> Which one would you choose? Of all of these of all things? Of these? I'd probably go to the. Eh, I'd go Dixon Hill. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm not looking for some Worf calisthenics. Uh, so we see the wharf calisthenics again with the crazy uh, skull-faced creature, who belongs in a He-Man action figure.
1: Mm-hmm. post he man, also.
0: Wharf is so hot right it's not now. Not
3: much of a program.
0: gets up.
1: <laughs> this is a Bampa sound again.
0: trumpeting and a bellowing yell. Look out for Skeletor. This is awesome.
1: And I think the way he he cuts him sort of through across through the chest and then the top of him starts to slide off. Kelara goes after Worf
0: then. With no success. (laughs) Now they just start holding their hands until she bleeds. Very Klingon of everybody. They smell each other, and then they have some post-coital conversations. Other. And I got to say, this is
3: this is a
1: tough scene as writers, Don't as like actors, as directors to sell These, this Klingon sex scene.
4: And they, well, they, they pull a, it off.
1: I know it's not the actual sex, but it's the prelude to sex and the post-coital scene. Yeah, yeah. and I think that could have been silly in nine hundred different ways, and it is a little bit silly, but it's.
0: It's hot and cute and uh, romantic. I dig the whole thing. It's hot. Andy's hard up. Everybody, if anyone uh, yeah, out there,
1: I'm a lonely person.
0: <laughs> I'm realizing that now. What was the last thing that was? Uh, oh, it was the
1: Riker Troy scene that you were saying was ridiculous. And I was like, no, it's sweet. They care about each other.
0: <laughs> and then you're like, oh, that outfit she's wearing is just. Oh boy. Anyone out there uh, cares to I gotta go home and play my Batman game. <laughs> I gotta fill the That's brain. how you shut out the world, you know? That's how I do it.
1: Um anyway, I like it.
6: I did not say that. Worf you're the perfect Klingon.
3: The ultimate minimalist. Talk to me.
6: I've noted that some people use humor as a shield. They talk much, yet say little. Like comedians.
3: Whereas others take a simpler approach. Say nothing.
6: When one does not have the words...
3: Or is loath to speak them. Why didn't we do this six years ago?
6: We were not ready. I was No We were both too young Too unaware We lacked commitment
0: I wonder how old Worf is supposed to be here I really I'm, I'm sure he sure can wandering. be Can be looked
6: well. up No longer He's
1: 25 years
6: old Wait There you go You can't mean... We are mated.
3: Yes, I know. I was there. But...
6: And now we must solemnize our union with the oath.
3: I am not going to become your wife!
6: You already are.
3: Don't give me that Klingon nonsense!
6: You would dishonor our sacred traditions?
3: They're not sacred. They're absurd. Marrying you is out of the question
6: for a million reasons. None of which stopped you earlier.
3: Worf, it was what it was. Glorious and wonderful and all that. But it doesn't mean anything.
6: That is a human attitude. I am human! You are also Klingon. So that means we should bond for life? It is our way.
1: Isn't that really true? Crazy. It's crazy.
6: not mine
1: see so they should use the uh not the synth music they should use the other stuff
3: I will not take the oath
6: then this night had no meaning and that I will not believe
0: what if you hook up with somebody and it's terrible you will I think that a lot of Klingons, uh, all I think a lot of Klingons are celibate, as far as I'm concerned. Right. There aren't many Klingons with wives. It's just this more about the war. Yeah.
1: But aren't they? They're also like when when Riker goes on the Klingon ship, all those uh, Klingon ladies are flirting with him and saying basically they're going to tear him apart. Uh, you know, they're going to uh, sex him up. Hmm. So it feels to me like they're pretty promiscuous.
0: Well, Andy, I think that's and where you need to be.
1: Worf is always smiling and grin- on a Klingon <laughs> yeah, battleship, yeah. and Worf is always smi- is like, remember when he's like smiling, grinning, and like talking about Klingon love poetry and how the ladies beat the crap out of you, and yeah, or maybe they don't have intercourse. Maybe they just beat the crap out of each maybe other. Maybe that's it. Oh, interesting. I'd love to know. Send me your send, erotic send,
0: fiction, send Andy, your erotic tweets. <laughs>
3: You would have gone through with the oath, wouldn't you? Regardless of the consequences to our careers, to our lives.
6: Honor demanded no less.
3: What do you want? Is honor all you care about? Don't you feel anything else? No comment, huh? Poor android. Whose behavior do you find more perplexing? Human or Klingon?
5: At the moment, I would find it difficult to choose. So would I. Okay. Oh, he brings in data to talk block, block too. Find
3: the ship before it reaches the awakening point. In that case, I like this cut. Good cut. I was just
0: going to say that. I said it first. Damn it.
3: The crew asleep. Is that feasible? We can beam an away team over to the Tong and override their
5: cryogenic controls. Sure.
3: That way, we simply await the arrival of the Klingon ship, praying so that when the Tong's crew awakens, they're surrounded by their fellow Klingons.
8: That would be ideal.
3: But there's the second possibility that the crew of the Tong has already revived.
8: They realize they're in Federation territory and attack the nearest outpost.
3: They could have been on a scientific voyage. Klingons of that era doing research for its own sake.
8: The point is they may be reasonable. You the point is dumb that dumb. this is
3: beside the point. These are Klingons at war with us. Whatever their mission was, once they see a Federation target, they'll attack.
2: Could the Tong be disabled rather than
5: destroyed? We could probably knock out their warp drive engines without damaging the rest of the ship.
3: That would gain you nothing. Disable the ship, and Katemek will destroy it himself.
6: Klingons do not surrender.
3: If we don't reach the Even Tong to before marriage. its crew wakes up, <laughs> you have no alternatives.
6: I can't accept that.
1: I'm going to go look at the stars.
2: There must be they some tell way we can make the Klingons <laughs> listen. Hello, Maybe Little Stars. What do you think the, today, Little Stars?
5: a ship bearing 316 Mark 42, extreme sensor range. Lay an in intercept
2: course. Go to yellow alert.
1: Play guns live to 150 years also.
2: So
5: yeah, that's true. He's super young.
0: Oh, he's Did a baby.
5: Blocking gamma ray output if I can tune the sensors to a particular band of... There. Got him. Transferring coordinates to health.
2: Intercept. Warp 2.
3: Warp 2, sir. Captain, let them die like Klingons in battle. They deserve that much.
1: Now Worf comes up with what I believe is an obvious solution.
0: Captain. But what's not obvious is that they listen to him.
2: (laughs) That is what the surprise is. Captain's log, Stardate four two nine zero one four.
0: Now, of course, we
2: Despite didn't listen
1: clicking, to it, <laughs> but here's what did happen when Riker tongs. suggested something. In I checked with the stars.
5: <laughs> the stars
1: suggested this solution. <laughs> by Lieutenant Worf.
5: The tongue has changed course to three two mark There eight, we are, all star actions on the bridge. Increasing
8: to warp three. Yeah, standard evasive maneuver. Helm, stay with them.
5: Yes, sir. The tongue is now on a heading of four two mark one one three. I think she's going to warp five. We're going to make a
2: break. Got the right energy. Overtake, warp it. I. Now put us right in their path. Come to a full stop. Full power to shields. Full power, sir. There he is. There's
0: our crew. Full power,
1: sir. This this predated, um,
0: yeah,
2: by a while, right? Well, we've thrown down the gauntlet. Let's see if they pick it up.
5: They're slowing to impulse,
1: sir. They almost recognize the lens looks different Is your head on, forward on that Klingon ship. That's why I recognize it. Up now. it. No oh, but it's fuzzy? I guess we piqued their interest now. I don't know, more cinematic somehow.
2: Agreed. Let's give them a chance to look their enemy in the face. Ready, Lieutenant.
0: Yeah, it's fuzzy. Yeah.
6: Open hailing frequency, Open, sir. What? <laughs> what is this?
1: You always hear the leather crackling. Yeah.
6: have you lost your mind? So
1: Worf, halt your
6: vessel and drop your shield.
1: Kellar, sitting what as the captain, is comes this? on the bridge.
6: By whose authority? I am Worf, commanding the Enterprise, and it is you who have committed an act of treason by firing on this vessel. I have standing orders to fire on all Federation ships! You fool! Did it not occur to you that the war would be over by now? I have no proof of that. Trust your eyes. Or is your brain still stuck in this long slumber? How do I know this is not a Federation trick? How can I be sure? Captain, as you are new to this century, I have tried to be patient, but I will tolerate no further insubordination. Drop your shields immediately. And if I refuse? Then die in ignorance. I can waste no more time on you. Phasers to full power. Aye, sir. Phasers ready? are doing it. Very good
1: luck. Wonder what he would have done if you he You
6: dare not destroy us! We are on a crucial mission for the Klingon High Command! Has the tongue dropped its shields? No, sir. Very well. Fire all phasers.
2: BANG!
0: A lot of buttons happening on the cloak. It's a whole thing. It looks good. I like yeah. it.
5: Is that Klingon-like? I yield
2: command of the Tong to you, Captain Wharf? Long live the Klingon Empire.
6: A wise decision, Captain.
1: I like the full screenshot when yeah. he walks up there.
6: Commander Kalar will board your vessel and take command. The Klingon cruiser Prang will soon arrive and escort you home. And Captain yes welcome to the 24th century
0: she said nothing in that scene no it's pretty great yeah
2: I return command of the ship to you captain thank you lieutenant congratulations very fine first command well done
0: I was watching on a tiny TV. I did
6: you like command. Comfortable chair.
1: Great. That is a great moment. All around.
3: And you wore it well.
1: I've got nothing to say to you. You wouldn't marry me.
6: One to beam aboard the Tong.
1: Seems like it's a what risky said? proposition, beaming her over I there and you. leaving her alone. Oh, all you yes. have to do is wait up the Prang. I know, but how do they know that she, they're not just going to take her hostage as soon as she gets over there? The Who Klingon knows?
6: vessel Prang will rendezvous with you in three days. Three days? In the
3: meantime, I'll begin the assimilation of these Klingons to our era.
6: Is there anything else you require?
3: No. Nothing else.
6: I think it's a good
0: performance. Mm. She, does, she does. She really does sort of bring the character to... Uh...
1: I think they really missed the boat Damn not having her Wolf. be a, a regular in You'd some form. you let
3: me go without saying another word, wouldn't you?
1: She nailed Vulcan. She nailed Klingon. What needs she you
0: Male dwarf. Woohoo!
3: Just did a high five.
0: Everything. We're about to go our separate ways again. Oh,
6: well, yep. And that uh, disturbs you. We're
1: really children. Terrible.
0: We're children. <laughs> Both
1: deserve peace. I
3: hid the truth. Out into <laughs> space. Last night did have meaning. I knew it. I was tempted to take the oath with you that scared me I've never had such strong feelings toward anyone
0: wish they just punched or each or other <laughs> that
3: be so great
0: yeah. then
3: it was more than just a point of honor Maybe someday, when our paths cross again, I won't man. be so easy to get rid of. I think I think,
0: uh, I think they'll see each other again. <laughs> I love cats. That was a bad high five. <laughs> it's very slow.
1: on locked hands goodbye beamed away
0: never to be seen again does she never come back? no she comes back oh great
1: oh I shouldn't have asked that sorry
0: yes they address it K-Lar. that's my blanket answer to you right huh? that's what I'm supposed to blanket answer you I will not be no. complete without oh, I you so it could be a lie Jerry Maguire oh yeah Jerry Maguire <laughs> stole it I will not be complete without you stole it
1: from Wharf funny if in the extra footage
0: of jerry mcguire he goes as wharf said <laughs> you complete me <laughs> as the great wharf son of moog once said in transporter room 2 <gasps> i love it i love this episode well, i really enjoyed exciting. it andy it's
8: really
1: good i love the i love all the wharf stuff it was played well directed by cliff bowl really nice subtle hand way to bowl it cliff we really didn't bowl it up um Just Nice All around You blowing up there buddy? Yeah (sighs) Fastness of space When the going gets rough You gave it your all You showed the right stuff You managed to not blow the ship This never
0: Seems pretty clear. It's pretty clear, everybody. It is Jordy. No, Jordy Wait, did what? No. Oh. All Jordy did was Diedrich comment. Uh, Botter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he did do a good job. No, everybody. It's Worf. Obviously, Worf. Congratulations, Worf. Worf. You did it, Worf. I'm so proud of you.
1: Um, well, screw it. Let's really handle your own. Save the situation.
0: Help <laughs> the ship. I do think safety. the
1: solution seemed obvious from the beginning, and I and frankly, it's just a minor distinction from the truth. Like they told them the war was over; they just needed to tell it with a Klingon in command. Yeah, so not that much of an adjustment. Well, I think it's what it, would he have done if he
0: turned if he if, if the guy didn't back down? I think they would have engaged in a fight. Yeah, do you think Picard would have run out from? Wait, the ready, wait, wait,
4: no. The, the, ready,
1: the ready room to take command? <laughs> I doubt it. I, I guess they would have just aimed for disabling them next. Yeah. Anyhow. The
5: Andes. Or some other method of ranking. We're working on it.
0: Uh, what do you think? Uh, I have a pretty clear uh, number in my head. I'm going to give this uh, episode seven Andes. Seven Andes, A. Out of ten. Seven
1: Andes out of ten. I was going to give it an eight. Uh-huh. But, um, it feels like that's overstating it a bit because there is no real danger or action or, or you know, threat. Yeah, it's really just a character s- it's a piece. a storyteller and it's a story about a character that we've known for I'm now. I'm going give 7.5. I just really 40 was, episodes. I just, I just love the handling of... Of Killar, I love the handling of War
0: Seven and a half Andes. Seven and a half Andes. Bring the average of this episode to 7.25 Andes. (laughs) It's true. Well done, everybody. I really enjoyed it. Great job, Star Trek people. Um, Well, you know what, Andy? It's time to take a look at the episode we're watching next week. Okay. Peak Performance, which is an episode I enjoy here Mm. and there. Good. Here we go. I remember enjoying it doing
2: it. Next time on Star Trek: The Next Generation, the hunt begins. Number one, the crew battles in a simulated war game. Computers report heavy damage to the Enterprise. Bring us about, ensign, maximum shields. But a surprise ambush traps them in a fight for survival.
4: That's no ghost attacking the Enterprise. That's real. Where are my
2: weapons? Who's the that? Serves and connections have been fused. Who's on that? Star Trek: <laughs> The Next Generation, a
0: bunch of <laughs> guest star. <laughs> bridge well, that's crew there. That's always what happens when they either separate the saucer section or split up into two ships. Uh-huh. You end up with uh, not enough main characters to fill both ships. Interesting. Uh, well, Andy, I hope you're excited. Peak performance and then I believe Shades of Grey. Yeah. And then season three. Oh, so Shades of Grey is, oh wow, they use that for the season finale. That seems like a weird choice. Didn't they? Am I crazy?
1: Oh, it uh, could be right. I don't know.
0: I feel like they did. Indeed. There's only one way to find out.
1: Man, nope, Shad's Agree Grave the last one. Shad's? Shad's a Grog. <laughs> Sha,
0: shad's a Grave. Shad's a is Shad's that's every accent in one right there. Nice. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Shades of Grey, of course, story by Maurice Hurley. Look forward to that in two weeks. Uh, <laughs> that is just him grabbing a credit. If it's a,
1: if it's a clip show and he's like, but I want to. I'm the person who came up. With, I said, I'm the one who said, let's do a clip show. People love to see things they've already seen. And then now we're going to do it. So long, everybody.
6: Gay.
0: Just beam Maurice Hurley into space.
8: And now I'm leaving. (laughs)